kick this off with some uh, retro casting regarding Spider-Man. Oh man! Oh, before we get into that, we should do the what? What have you been playing? Oh yeah, man. Well, anyway, we'll kick it off here. Welcome to Ronin Geek Official Podcast, where we are running really ragged, really thin. Oh man! Call it, call it what you want. It's a busy time of the year for us at work. Uh, we're really trying. We're really still trying to make it happen. And then, uh, and then, I'm also trying to get a move together here, so we can move to the new house with the new studio. And then there's the baby. And then there's a baby involved at some point, hopefully yeah. later. Hopefully, hopefully after you've moved. <laughs> Nature does what it wants, though, so I'm prepared for anything. It's gonna happen all all at one time. You I'm know prepared that. for the, anything and nothing. The the dam's gonna burst at the same time, literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even want to go there, but we went there. But it's a baby, so things like that happen. So yeah, today we'll cover. Uh, it'll be kind of a Spider-Man retrocast. There's a lot of Spider-Man games out there. Yes. Turns out. There's more than you could ever possibly have imagined. There's more than you could have ever possibly wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is it was basically a rabbit hole of, of madness that I descended into as I was doing the research for this episode. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see why as, as we get into the notes for that. I saw um, why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nuts, man. And then originally this was supposed to be the Spider-Man movies and the games, but we're going to save the movies for a later episode. We should um, probably do it uh, closer to the bell. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah, we'll bank it for October. So getting closer to November, I think it comes out wow. in October. Comes out that, that soon, eh? So we'll be doing it in the next month. We'll cover all the Spider-Man, the history of Spider-Man movies and TV, which there's quite a lot of that as well that I was able yeah. to cover off in there. So today we'll focus on the games. You know, you know what? I think I've figured it out. You're not old based off of the whole, like, if you're feeling aches and pains thing. You're old when you start going, like, goddamn, where's the time going? Oh, I know. It's nuts, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to... You know, I mean, we do a good enough job of sort of budgeting time for this each week or, or, or thereabouts. Ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we figure it out. We make it work. It's so, like but I mean, like, uh, we're this is episode 17, and yeah. realistically, we've been doing this for about 20 weeks or so. So, so far, we're doing pretty good. The track yeah. record is good, I would say, overall. Uh, we'll have this episode posted up tonight, so that will be, uh, let's see, Tuesday in listener land, so tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so not too shabby. We will probably be able to get an episode up next week. The week after that's going to be kind of up in the air because that's be that's dicey, my moving yeah. weekend, Mo- uh, moving slash baby weekend. Yeah, well slash yeah potential baby weekend. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I think every yeah. weekend is potential baby. Yeah, weekend every weekend is. Yeah, I'm even considering like you know well, when I go out of town for work now, like oh, am boy, I going to be able yeah. to make it back in time? Um, for people who don't know Canada, it's a large place, <laughs> and when I go yeah. away for work, it's two places far away. <laughs> so yes, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a big country. So yeah, we'll go ahead and kick it off with just what we've been playing. Get caught up maybe a little bit on uh, Call of the Cthulhu playthrough. Oh god. Because I have played virtually nothing except like <laughs> cellular games. And I'm not proud of it. I did try, there's a Katamari game on cell phone. Yes, uh, So is. I've been trying that on Android. like the Guitar Hero kind of? Yeah, a little bit. You move yeah, it back and forth. Back and yeah, forth yeah. yeah. It's not it's not rhythm based, but it's sort yeah. of an endless runner. Yes. Uh, where you're behind the, what's the little man's name? The Prince of All Cosmos. Yeah. yeah, and you're behind him, and he's sort of rolling things up as you go along, and yes. there's obstacles you have to avoid. There's things that will just end it for you. So, yes, <laughs> we have a special guest here on Rota Geek Official Podcast. Alex, your keys. This is Mrs. Alex Austin here. Her name is Amanda. Do I have my keys? All right, so I am ready for some Call of Cthulhu updates. Oh, God. Okay, so... <clears throat> Call of Cthulhu updates. Where do I start? <laughs> Where um, do you start? Okay, so here's here's the fun part. I had some very... What are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry about what I'm doing. Those what are goldfish. Oh, God, you can keep them. I hate those things. <laughs> those things are not the tasty snack. They do smile at you, though, and it just makes them want to tenderize them. <laughs> 
No. Okay. So for Call of Cthulhu, uh, it's been let's call it harrowing. Last time we were running around, we have one of our guys, of course, take a ride on a ghost train for a bit, uh, having to use uh, various organs to use a spell to get himself out of said train. I remember that from last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we had this week. Uh, we did some exploring in the catacombs of Paris. So this is the first yeah, stop on yeah, the actual train ride, on the actual yeah, Orient Express. You think it's cool? Yeah? <laughs> well, um, I do. Yes, it's the first stop that we got off mm. of, yes. Mm. And what ended up happening was we thought we were prepared. Of course, we weren't. Mm. I actually knew what we were dealing with going in this time, though. Okay. Uh, which is, Why is, is that? rare. Um, my character's run into these things before. Same kind of environment. So, okay, because your character has history, it makes uh, sense. Put two and two together really quick. Okay. Ultimately, what they are is ghouls. Okay. So, then any of you who are have played Call of Cthulhu, you mm. probably know what I'm talking about. Ultimately, what it comes down to is we had weapons, and we employed some... Mm, I wouldn't say idiotic, per se, but uh, less intelligently inclined yeah. tactics. Interesting. Yes, no. So, what ended up happening was one of our guys uh, tried to figure out if the den was in this one hole in the wall turns out it was and uh they three ghouls started a den of ghouls yes so three ghouls started feasting upon him uh to the point where news that's great news yes yes exactly (laughs) he was taking uh you know how people get haircuts it's kind of like a skin cut yeah where you just lose a lot of your skin Mm, yep yep. (laughs) anyway so what ended up happening was instead of trying to save him my character has no strength and can't pull him out of the hole I decide, you know what, I don't want to have another friend of mine go through the pain of being eaten alive. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Yeah. With a conventional gun? Yes. Okay. I conventionally missed. Okay. Because <laughs> so my you character... Because my... Yes. So yeah. my roll the dice, I fail. Yeah. Uh, the shot goes into the tunnel and doesn't hit him, thankfully. I say thankfully because the next turn we pulled him out still alive. Okay. <laughs> Stabilized him and got him to a hospital. Does he have all of his limbs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just a okay. lot of scarring. Okay. So uh, at the end of the day, he was happy I didn't kill him. Yeah. But he totally understood why I was doing it. Yeah. Uh, but if I had hit him with my gun, yes, he would have died. That's a cool setting, though, the Paris Catacombs. For anybody who doesn't know, the Paris Catacombs uh, are miles and miles and miles of underground catacombs that have existed since... As early as like Roman times, up through medieval times, mm-hmm. they, they were still creating them. But many of these catacombs are completely lined with the skulls of dead human beings. Yes. From from the plague era. Right? Yeah. So very, very interesting, but it's an extremely creepy place in real life. Yes. So it's cool that in Call of Cthulhu, you're you're encountering these real life scenarios, these real life oh, settings. Yeah. And uh, just sort of adding the lore on top of that. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. of course. Uh, so we actually did encounter a lot of those bones. Yeah. That you, yeah. That you talk about. So yeah. Creepy. Were we able to glean any information off the bones? Or um, no. Well, I mean, other than that, we found one of the ghouls hiding in one. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you were um, already looking, and then boom, ghoul. Yeah. Actually, one of them. Uh, I think it might have been a partial. Yeah. Like it was still kind of making that transition into mm-hmm. ghoulum, mm-hmm. uh, because he was talking broken French. Oh. Uh, and of course, uh, one of our guys knows uh, French in the mm-hmm. party uh, well enough to understand it in most scenarios, but not well enough to make his role when we needed it. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Which fair is enough. fine. And, yeah, and yeah. No fault of his, of course. Yeah. So yeah, we, we almost lost a party member. Mm. Still alive, though. Yeah. And then we uh, filled up the rest of the session with some 
research. Cool. So what's what's next then on your Orient Express travels? In um, we are pursuing a couple of different avenues. Uh, there's some old nobility family that uh, had uh, an object that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, of course, have met uh, setback after setback. Okay. I'm going to assume because the item's cursed in some way. Okay. <laughs> but ultimately, like I said, we're looking for pieces of a simulacrum. And this is potentially where one of them may be. So this is what we're doing. We're trying to hunt that down. Okay. Wow. Uh, It's a race against time, though, because there's other people doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how does that work? Don't know. Oh. We we get it there before them where we don't. <laughs> That's how it works. But you don't you don't find out like uh, at some point in the story you'll you'll go to a place where maybe they've already been. Possibly. Were successful or unsuccessful? Possibly. How does the how does the the not dungeon master but keeper? Yeah, keeper. How does the keeper determine if they've been there or not? Oh, oh boy, I'm going to assume that there's actually a time scale because um, our days are tracked. Oh, okay, I got you. So if we don't get something by a particular day we may be far behind okay cool well it makes it makes sense that that's what would set you back so excellent well it sounds like it's going well or at least people are alive it's it's happening people are surviving it's certainly it's certainly been interesting so i'm glad i'm not playing man i would have tried to summon cthulhu on day one you i don't even know if you'd be able to man oh really yeah I mean, well you don't necessarily know it's there day one but you just look in the mirror and say cthulhu three times right Mm, I think you're thinking about like Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, it's Bloody Mary. Or yeah. Beetlejuice. Or uh, Candyman. Yeah, it's yeah, a couple yeah. of those. <laughs> so not that one. Cool. Have you been playing anything in the world of gaming, like video gaming? Ooh, um, let me see now. I'm not tired for any other reason other than you know. <laughs> We're gonna make it through this. What are we? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so let me think here. Games wise, mm, not really, not a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, the last week has been me running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More wow, nothing wrong for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, same same with me. I've been playing a little bit of cellular, so I mentioned I've been playing the Katamari game on yes. mobile, which is actually pretty decent for a mobile game. It's an endless runner, but still worth a shot. I'd oh. recommend checking it out if you have time. What's up? Uh, you brought up more uh, mobile games. Actually, I did play a couple mobile games yeah. myself. What would you play? Uh, we never talk about mobile Yeah, no, no, We probably yeah. should because so, it's the largest well, platform now. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah, not a lot of good mobile games out there. I've got some of the staples that I've been, I've always enjoyed, which mm-hmm. are like Nice Little Republic, yeah. which surprisingly works on mobile. Um, yeah, was, it was an Xbox game. It's it's an actual game you can purchase now. Yeah, yeah, and also uh, War uh, War of the Lions, which is Final Fantasy Tactics, yep. of course. But then I was playing a bunch of new games, like oh hey, I'm gonna try out these new. I don't even know what you'd call them, Japanese import games. Yeah, <laughs> and, any, is any of it English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're translated. Oh, not okay. well, gotcha. But they're translated. Anyway, so ended up playing a bunch of those and found out very quickly that some of them I wanted to get off of my phone as fast as possible. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's some really weird games on. on like, why? What happened? I, I don't even know if I want to go into it. There was one where it's like, I, I it's got to be for people who are really lonely because it's like. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like, was it like immediately like a dating sim? It was like a dating sim where you could like kiss the screen. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Was that's like, I'm, weird. I'm like, I'm done with this. This is going off of my phone. So what if like you're like making out with your phone and then like girlfriend walks in and is like, why are you making out with your phone? You're like, it's for a game. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Would that fly? Would it not fly? Yeah, I don't know how that would work out at the end of the day, man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like. 
tonguing your phone as like a cat girl on the screen or something. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know what to tell you there. Um, <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Ultimately, it's probably up some people's alley. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it definitely is because it exists. Because it exists, and the Japanese seem to produce uh, those things. It, it, fairly it was often. it was uh, one of the top uh, recommended games oh, at the boy. time too. Oh, That's boy. yeah, exactly. Uh, which is not good. Actually, another game that I ran across was one that I downloaded a while ago, last time I was using an Android device. Yeah. And then it's not searchable anymore on the store. But when I went into my previously downloaded titles, it was actually in there. It's called Tiny Death Star. And it was from the Tiny series of games. Yeah. And uh, what's cool about it, though, is that you actually get to like make... It's almost like a tower game where you're making like a tower of floors and they all do different things, right? Yeah. And you, you have people living there and you assign them to floors and they produce more and blah, blah, blah. You keep growing your, your little town, right? Oh, that's cool. But the cool thing is, is it's only available if you've downloaded it before it went off the store. Yeah. So it's no, I don't think it's any searchable I wonder, anymore. I wonder if I can pull the APK off you and install it that Probably. Way. I looked up the APK. It does exist. It's out there. Okay. It hasn't been updated since 2014, though. So I think uh, uh, Disney Disney put the axe on it when probably uh, yeah yeah because it, it has like Star. all of the legend stuff in it. Oh, it's actually like it's all Star Wars stuff. It's all Star oh, okay. Wars. Yeah. yeah, it's completely Star Wars themed. Here, I'll turn the sound down. You can check it out. That's pretty cool. Your standard standard little I guess little I don't know town creation game. It's just set up in floors on the Death Star. Oh man, that's tempting to pick up. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but uh, it's just something you can pop into a couple times a day to collect. You know, money and products or whatever. So, oh, look, I, I just made an apartment area, and that's completed now. This looks awesome. Yeah. This is like Pixel, uh, the Pixel, like, um, what's yeah. it? Oh, Here's Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk Apartments. Yeah. On the, Ewok, on, Ewok Suites. <laughs> uh, of course. Oh, my God. It's like a confectionery. Yeah, Lightsaber Craft. So, there's a lightsaber store. So, clearly, clearly fan-made, because oh, this would yeah. never... This would never make any sense. Well, this was yanked off the store so fast. <laughs> oh man, this is so great. No, the, like... the, the only downside is is in the menu, like none of the none of the online features connect anymore. So if you were trying to get like more money or cash or convert cash or whatever, yeah, like you can't do that anymore because it no longer connects. Mm-hmm. But uh, but every everything is sort of self contained in the app though, and actually it it like it scales very very well for something yeah. that has been updated in a long long time. So I, I would still recommend it for you. So if you find the Tiny Death Star APK online. For Android, I definitely recommend downloading it. It's a good game. So I've been playing that, and I've been playing another one called Alpha Bear. And Alpha Bear is kind of like a crossword game, but you unlock more types of bears that give you more bonuses as you go along. And the puzzles <laughs> are increasing in terms of uh, difficulty. But it's a pretty cool game. I like the setup of it. It's a little bit like a crossword meets, like, I don't know, Scrabble. It's like a crossword meets Scrabble. So here, I'll just show you one real quick here. So, like, there's challenges you can do every day, or you can go back and play previous played levels. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll select that bear. And then you go into the level, and then basically it just starts you off with some letters, a little bit like Scrabble. The goal is to get as many points as you possibly can by creating words. So you okay. can do, like, uh, I don't know, like, hens, and then click that, and then you get points for it, and then new new letters pop up. Oh, my God, and you make the big bear. And you make big bears. So that's called Alpha Bear, and that one is still currently available for both iPhone and Android, but I would recommend it. It's a fun little game. I like games that kind of keep your mind sharp, too, so a little bit. Remember, like, Brain Age on DS? Yeah. Then they had, like, five of those, but, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. <laughs> uh, what was it? There, there was a bunch of uh, old Microsoft games that were called. There was one that was, like, it was a cube, and you had to land it on the particular color. To oh. Advance, stuff huh. like that. Like, there was a bunch of, like, Yeah, yeah. Were they stuff. built into the computer, like the Windows think, when you got it? I don't think so, no. No. Yeah. They were loaded in with floppies. So apparently this week is all about cellular games. 
Yeah, yeah, is that what we're about? Yeah, but it's because, like, I don't know, like, I, I've been playing a lot of Octopath, but I want to be, like, engaged in the story when I'm playing it, because I, I don't want to, like, just feel like I have to skip over it to get through it. But in this case, like, with these games, I can just shut it off whenever I want, and I've yes. been really busy, so yeah. uh, that's that's what uh, mobile gaming is for, when you're yeah, really, really busy. Mindless gaming. Yeah. Yep. So we'll get into the main topic here. We're going to get into this, and it's going to be tough, but we're going to breeze through it if it sucks or take a long time if it's decent. <laughs> so we'll try to get through it here. What I wanted to do was just sort of highlight the fact originally that Spider-Man games have been around for some time and do like a little bit of a retrocast, maybe yeah. educate a little bit on what some of those games were like. Definitely got my money's worth when I started researching this topic. So it turns out, t- take a guess at how many games feature Spider-Man as a title character. Just take a wild guess. Okay, so I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, I'm going to go off on a complete wild guess, 36. Goddamn, that's really close. It's like 35 or 36. It's like 35 plus, yeah. So that's how many titles feature Spider-Man as like a title character. Now add in every title that features Spider-Man as like a playable character or a main theme. So why can't I guess numbers when it's like actually important, like where I can win shit? Because this is the most important number you can possibly guess. Oh my god. I'm not even a fan of that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take my number back. <laughs> you only get one chance. All right. So now if you add in all the titles that Spider-Man is also featured in as like a main character. Probably So more. this is your, you know, um, I'm trying to think like, like uh, well, what's the- Marvel vs. Capcom's, yeah. you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliances, stuff like that, right? It's actually more, more like 55 games. Jesus. So as far as I can tell... Spider-Man is the only non-first-party character, or would be like, how do I word this? He's the he's a non-first-party character, so, so he's not like Mario or Sonic, who appears in more titles than any other character. I was trying yeah. to think of another character in gaming who appears in as many or more titles. I can't think of anyone. Like, as opposed to their primary? Well, yeah, so like Mario's appeared in over 200 titles, including Mario, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Golf... You know, Mario Tennis, you name it. A lot of those, he's the feature character, though. Right, correct. But And then Sonic has appeared in over 100 games. Jeez, wow. So And then Spider-Man's appeared in somewhere around like 55 to 60, as far as I can tell. That's pretty high. It's pretty high. So for a non-first party character. So honestly, I can't think of anyone who's maybe appeared in... As many, I can't. I honestly can't think of any. So if you can, shout it out. But yeah, I think that's about as much as the character actually makes it up to. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that comes to mind. Maybe Wolverine. Wolverine would be in a lot, but he does. He doesn't have nearly as many. He has one title game. Recently, yeah. like since I would say two thousand two, he has one titled game. Hmm. Spider Man since two thousand two has like twenty. Batman. <laughs> Batman would be up there someday. Someday we'll get into the Batman topic, and I think we'll see. But Batman would be up there yeah. because he's also in Injustice, which yep. is a, but that's only two games. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he has had a lot over the years and a lot to go way back. So, And I've also included in those games. numbers like the independent titles that are also offshoots into like handheld gaming. Because there's yeah. some that are like direct sequels on consoles that handheld gets ported. Mm-hmm. But there's also different titles on handheld that come out at the same time. You know what we which need? Which you'll see. We need, we need a, a, a new version of what? the Frame Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again, man. Second week in a row we're talking about Who Framed I'm Roger I'm Rabbit. Did you, did you go home and watch it? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got we to gotta watch yes, it. That was a yes. good movie. Oh, yeah. so good. Someday when we run out of content in general, that's all we're going to do is old movie reviews. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Actually, there's already a podcast that does that. I listen to it. It's called... Um... Good plug. I like it. 
<laughs> I just I just stared blankly. I forgot what it's called, but when I figure it out, I'll I'll, I'll shout them out on here. Oh, I'm sure they're so, cool. I, qu- I quite like the podcast. So, history of Spider-Man and gaming. So, to begin, I didn't know what the hell I was getting into with this. Uh, so, it was absolutely insane doing research for the topic, and I didn't even remotely anticipate the sheer volume of information, number of games that are out there featuring Spider-Man. So I, I used Wikipedia as kind of a springboard and then jumped around to YouTube and various places on the internet trying to put it together. I originally want to do uh, a segment around the runs of Spider-Man comics over the years as well as this in TV. But once I realized just how much yeah. was out there, I'm like, no, we're totally after Sp- Spider-Man's its, its own creature. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely nuts uh, how much is out there. So this goes all the way back. So let's, uh, let's hop on our little Ronin Geek official podcast time machine. Yes. <laughs> That's the sound of it. Is that the transition uh, sound? That's or? the transition sound, yeah. 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 Actually, I'll, yeah. I'll put an official transition, because that sounds rough. No, 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 let's keep that. Let's travel all the way back <laughs> to before either of us were born. 1982. Jeez. So let's set it up. So the most popular show on TV is... What do you what would have been popular? Probably like what's Isle, that? Isle of Lucy, maybe? Don Johnson? No. no, what's the one with Don Johnson? Miami Vice? Know. My really? Yeah, it was Miami Vice right then, or was that a little Maybe. bit later? It know. was probably Miami Vice. I was I was not alive yet, so in excess, blasting on the radios, new sensation. Remember that song? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to set the scene here. Uh, right. I got an Atari 2600. And a Sears video arcade system. Because back then he used to name game systems after the places that sold them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sears, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah, man. So Radio Shack also had systems named after them, too. So <laughs> awesome. Spider-Man for the Atari 2600 came out in 1982. So And it featured basically him collecting webbing. Uh, I think he defused bombs was one of the things you did in it. Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, always defusing so many bombs. But he is very smart, Peter Parker. That's true. So that came out in 1982, and those are the only two systems it came out on. So at that time, I think there was already a proliferation of a lot of like weird offshoot systems. I think there was like 12 well, or 14 by It wasn't time. really an established medium yet, mm. right? Like yeah. Gaming didn't really come into itself until the days of like like Nintendo. Yeah. And then, and then even still, it wasn't very big until... I'd say gaming probably started its ramp up at playstation one well it was well mainstream yes but famicom yes. was already out in japan in 1982 no, yeah that's yeah. correct so i'm talking about like um mainstream in north america yeah yeah so and then it came to the u.s as the nintendo entertainment system in 1984 mm-hmm. so this was even before that right this is when atari still yes. owned basically all the marketing for all gaming in the u.s however the games that were coming out were killing the gaming market right yes. because they became lower and lower quality and people bought out Right? Yeah. So, and then the proliferation of just sheer systems, because everybody realized, including Sears, obviously, that the game was hardware, right? That yeah. you need to sell a lot of hardware, and then as the games come, you can license those out as, as they happen. But back then, imagine Spider-Man being such a small thing that a particular retailer could just license it out. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's crazy compared to how it is nowadays. So then 1984 is the next time we see him uh, on uh, Quest Probe, so which is its own little thing, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Quest Probe Spider-Man was the very next one. And this game was just called Spider-Man. And it was ported to every console of its day, including Commodore's 1664 <laughs> and Apple II. Oh my Apple God. II had a Spider-Man game at one point. That's awesome. So I didn't look up the content of that one so much. I wasn't that interested. Next up, we actually have a little bit of a break here. So we actually don't have any more Spider-Mans happening. And I think it's because of the game crash of 84. Yep. So, And then it took a few years for it to build back up. 1989 is the next one. And I want you to read this title here because this title is absurd. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Spider-Man and Captain America in Doctor Doom's Revenge. Yeah, let's just smash together every single comic storyline we can get access to and make a game out of it. And I actually did go and look this one up because I was so blown away by the ridiculous title. <laughs> so, And I wanted to actually see Doctor Doom. So I went and looked up a playthrough on YouTube and of course it exists. Yes, of, of course. course it exists. Of course it exists. Some crazy person went on YouTube and actually recorded the entire playthrough of this game. As far as I can tell, Spider-Man and Captain America each only have, like, one attack. Yes. So, like, Captain America's is the worst. He, like, he like sort of bends over and whips his shield, and it makes, like, this ching sound. Of course it does. And yeah, you hear no... that same sound every, every time. single time. And it is it was the most boring game I think I've ever watched on YouTube. Oh, God. So you this the whole playthrough? Probably like 20 minutes of it. So, and then, uh, so this was actually for DOS, Amiga, <laughs> Apple II, uh, oh, everything. Man. Everything, everything they basically. Uh, they could run it? Yeah, run yeah, it. yeah. So, as far as I can tell, it runs at four frames per second. Like, it's it's difficult to even see movement happening. It's running so slowly. Oh, right. Uh, that's why I always wanted whenever I play a game. I'm like, you know, yeah. what I really need is the strobe effect. Oh, that's right. This is the first game I saw where Spider-Man was able to do something other than just climb. So in oh, this yeah? one, in this one, he's able to jump and stick to the ceiling of the level oh, that you're playing on. Wow, okay. But the combat looks like Street Fighter or something. Yeah. Because it's just two people on the screen and you're just going at each other. And then that's broken up with comic panel segments that just pop up out of nowhere. Like, there's no context for what's happening at all. And I then, need to check this out. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like, I, I can't believe this game. It gets worse, though. It oh, gets, it gets it more does. ridiculous. Of course it does. So, and it's going to get... technology comes more ridiculous bullshit. And it's going to get real <laughs> ridiculous real quick, because this is... The next one up is the first Spider-Man game. Uh, no, no, sorry. Two games away from the first one I ever owned. So okay. the next one was actually a puzzle adventure. It came out in 1990 called uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And this was for DOS, Commodore 64, Atari NT, and I believe Atari 5200. So, but it was uh, a puzzle adventure game. Nice. So I did not look that one up. That sounded awful. Yeah, no, that so sounds horrid. The next one was one I actually owned, and maybe you did too. This was on the Game Boy, and it was The Amazing Spider-Man. It was the first Spider-Man game on Game Boy. And Game Boy, oh. I think, came out in 89, so this is pretty soon after its release. So compared to what came before it, this game was amazing for its day. Like yeah. I have to say that I didn't know it when I was like, yeah. you know, seven years old that this was like the best thing. The weird thing, though, like, and I remember playing this, but I didn't remember the setup for each level. I had to go and watch some videos. <laughs> so in this game, inexplicably, Spider-Man has a conversation with each one of his nemeses before the start of each level. Yeah. The way that they do this is via walkie-talkie, which totally makes sense, it, right? It shows Spider-Man holding a walkie-talkie, and then like Mysterio will come on, and he'll be holding a walkie-talkie, and they'll yeah. be firing insults at each other. Of course, that's are. the setup for each level of this I game. I love it. Already. So my question now, as an adult looking back on this, is each one of Spider-Man's enemies has a walkie-talkie. Yes, and, and they're all and all Sp the same frequency. Yeah, and Spider-Man has either one walkie-talkie with all these frequencies, or he has many walkie-talkies. <laughs> He's got a bag of them and like a sack of web <laughs> on his back, and then he carries them around, and maybe he hears like coming out of the bag. He hears so he like digs one out. Scorpion, and hey Spider-Man, I'm coming to get you. And he has to go dig through to find out. Like it's like, oh, I must be in Scorpion territory. <laughs> I'm so, getting this frequency because he's within like 300 feet of the Scorpion at that point. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just a walkie-talkie. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, wow, man. I'm not even gonna get the technical 
aspects of that. Yeah, yeah. This game was mind-boggling, man. Like it's amazing. It actually looked like a decent action game for its day and that you're walking through levels, attacking enemies, they're shooting at you, you're ducking, you're jumping. You can I think there's a crude swing feature in it where you can do one swing and then just drop, but you yeah. can't drop into like an attack. You just drop. Drop and then freeze frame and animate again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then or get shot at and die, yes. which looks like it could happen pretty easily. I actually got a question coming up here, so keep going. Keep going. Ooh, ooh. So moving on from the walkie-talkie Spider-Man. Uh, oh, actually, this is a special mention, too. This game was the first one developed by mainstream creators. Oh, Rareware shit. created yeah, Which this, eventually became Rare. Which eventually became Rare. Yeah. Pretty wild. And it was actually published by Acclaim. Acclaim, wow. I've so who eventually got sucked up by Activision, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, 1990 also saw the first release for the Sega consoles on the Master System, which was the Amazing Spider-Man vs. the Kingpin. Okay, so here's the fun part. Where's the Sega CD one? There is one. There is one? Yeah, there's that one coming f- up. There, oh, is there? Yeah. Where is it? Mm, we'll get to it. I know I know. I did one, though. I know Can I did one. It? Yeah, we'll get to it. It's somewhere. Oh, yeah, 32X right here. Yep, Spider-Man Web of Fire. It was one of the final titles released for the 32X. Believe it or not, came out in 1996. Yeah, I had it. You had that? Yep. Are you serious? 100%. Do you remember it? Yep. Okay. We got we got to look it up, man. Like that's crazy. 100% that's crazy. played that. I 100% played that. Uh, I remember getting it and uh, I played the shit out of it until the CD was so worn out. Oh, no it kidding. Wouldn't play anymore. That's amazing. Yeah. So, what I did write about this one. Uh, so this came out in 96. It was one of the final titles released for the Sega 32X. It was the earliest title to feature any mention of Hydra that I could yes. find. So yeah. Hydra played an active role in this as yes. the enemies. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So every Spider-Man title before this was just like individual enemy in an individual level. You beat them and you move on to the next enemy next level. Yeah, and you had climbing and full swing action as well. Really? Could you swing and from... And you could shoot bolts of web. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's still a side-scroller. Yep. So yeah, it's okay. a side-scroller, yeah. Okay. So very interesting. Sorry for, to bring us out of the uh, nook we're in. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, this isn't too exciting what happens next, because uh, now we're getting into the arcade Spider-Man, which was 1991. Good game. Later on, they're going to take that and they're going to pair it with the X-Men arcade game that was popular at the time yep. and make a console release. So from 1992 to 93, so we're getting in well into the 90s now, two more Spidey games came out for Game Boy. Each actually gets slightly better, and I was uh, pretty impressed with the third one, uh, the progress they made from the first one because he's yeah. fully swinging at this point. You're able to do multiple swings in a row uh, and the combat actually looked pretty decent. Is that... There was a game that came out. I'm not sure if it was a cross or not, but I remember like you would... Ha- I knew you definitely had the X-Men in it. Yeah, like Nightcrawler and... Yeah, so that's... I'll mention that. Oh, that's is that, got, is and that and actually... it actually had a few different iterations, which is crazy. Because, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay, cool. I, I had a Game Gear and I had the iteration of Game Gear oh, at really? that time. Yeah, okay. yeah. So... Spider-Man Return of the Sinister Six was the first NES title to come out for Spider-Man. So that came out in 1992. Okay. Also in 1992 uh, was the first major mainstream cross-platform release for consoles. So this was Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge. And this took the popular X-Men Arcade game and Spidey Arcade game and ported both versions to home console. uh, And this basically had Spider-Man levels in it. Right. Yeah. So okay. that's Spider-Man, but it was like a brawler. It was set up like a brawler. Okay. Yeah. So, and this was far and away the best game featuring Spider-Man up up to this point in time. It was adapted to Game Boy in 1993 and Game Gear in 1994, and I had that game. Yeah. I remember okay. that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think I got it specifically because there was a Wolverine level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it just turned yeah. out there was also a Spider-Man level. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Yep. So pretty crazy. 
Pretty crazy. So getting into the mid '90s now, this is really where I would say they started to become mainstream because they started to hit like the SNES, right? That yeah. was was 1994 with uh, Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage, based on the comic book storyline. Yeah. So very very cool game. Uh, I I really enjoyed this game. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think this was the. I was trying to remember between this and Separation Anxiety. I think only Separation Anxiety was the one where you could play simultaneously. Spider-Man okay. and Venom, and then in Maximum Carnage, you had to switch between them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because I was trying to remember which one we had more fun with as kids. So 1994, Maximum Carnage came out, and this was the first game where you got to play in a titled Spider-Man game as a different character, right? Yes. So in, in which case it was Venom, uh, and of course you're fighting hordes of, you know, like low-level punks on the street, as well, <laughs> they would look like they're straight out of Final Fight, yeah. and and you were fighting, and you were fighting uh, like Carnage. Was kind of the yes, boss in there, right? Of course. Well, yeah, he was the antagonist. Yeah. Like, so. so, anyway, uh, this game was good for its time. Uh, it was very similar to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles brawlers of the time from the NES and Battle SNES areas. Battletoads, love, very, very similar to Battletoads, except easier, beatable. Beatable. Yeah, yeah. So, and then in 1995, the direct follow up to this was Spider Man Separation Anxiety, also featuring Spider Man and Venom as playable characters. And this one you could do simultaneously, straight up like Final Fight yeah. or Double Dragon or whatever, right? So, yeah. really, really good game. I remember really enjoying that one and playing through it a lot. So, in 1996, that was your Web of Fire for the 32X. Yep, Web yeah. of Fire. Yeah. And notice at this time, we're still kind of jumping all over the place, right? Yeah. So, there's still no common theme among Spider-Man games. There's not a lot of multi-console releases. A lot of these are just shoehorns to, yeah. to cash out. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Or ca- cash in, I guess would be the correct way. And then... Eversoft. And then there was 1996 Spider-Man and the Sinister Six for PC, which I won't yep. even go into. Nope. Then it was a bit of a break. And then you just mentioned Neversoft. That's an important detail. Because in 2000, Neversoft actually developed a very successful PS1 Spider-Man that ended up being ported to N64 in 2000 and Dreamcast in 2001. Yeah. So, and that was basically the first next-gen game of the time uh, that was comic book related. Turned out to be pretty popular. I ended up playing... I I don't think I played that one. I did play Spider-Man 2... Well, here's the crazy thing. So the Spider-Man 2 you're thinking of is that came out in the timeline of the movies. There's another Spider-Man 1 coming up here. Okay, maybe I'm, I could be yeah. wrong. So Spider, because the Spider-Man 2 based on this one was Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. And that was follow-up released for PS1 in 2001 developed by Vicarious Visions. And then both of these games actually utilized the engine used in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series. Yes. Which debuted on PS1 and 64 as well. So this is why Spider-Man appeared as a playable character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. I actually so, remember reading an article on that. I think it was yeah. Nintendo. Power? Well, it was so cool to unlock Spider-Man and yeah. yeah, and those games back then. It's funny because back then, like just having like a weird one-off character like that in like a game a skin, could like yeah. really make it this big, huge thing that all the kids were talking about, yeah. right? Cameos so, were just unheard of back then. Well, I was thinking of even like NBA Jam because you had like big head mode yep. and you could play as like Bill Clinton and stuff like that. It was just yep. so goofy. There's just some weird stuff. In yeah. the game, yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know, in the mid-90s, we wanted to play Bill Clinton in every game. So NBA Jam Apparently, sufficed. yeah. 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 <laughs> so important. So cool. Still cool, kind of. And then um, <laughs> on Game Boy Color in 2000, we got a version of the 2000 Spidey game from Neversoft and a Spider-Man 2 Sinister Six in 2001, yep. which is unrelated to other Spidey titles featuring the Sinister Six, which hopefully we see in a movie coming up here. I don't know why we haven't seen Sinister Six yeah, yet or Mr. Uh, Sinister, I, which is nuts. It is pretty nuts to think about that because yeah. it's, they're pretty prevalent characters in the comics. Dude, and Mr. Sinister also... So Mr. Sinister is basically 
the villain connection between the X-Men and Spider-Man, where Doctor Doom is the villain connection between the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Yeah. And we don't see enough of these characters or crossovers happening, which is mind-boggling because I, so many of the comics focused on it. I have a, I have, and I assume it's the first one to do it, a VHS stock somewhere, I'm sure in my parents' basement or something. And it was Spidey and uh, I don't remember who else, somebody else was, actually it might have just been Spider-Man fighting Doctor Doom. We gotta find it. We gotta find it. And we need to do like a mini episode on it. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember it. It's been so long. I can't even think of what it could have been. What did it come out at the time of the Spider-Man, the animated series? Yeah. It came so. out around that time, yeah, dude. I, I would love to we'll, see it. We'll look. We'll yeah. look it up. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll do. I will know it from its box. We'll do already. maybe like a mini on that. We'll see if it's on YouTube. We'll okay. do like a mini sure. episode yeah. on that. All right. Let's see. So, Game Boy Color two thousand one was Game Boy uh, Advances Spider Man Mysterio's Menace. So he made it onto Game Boy Advance in two thousand one. So up to this point, there are at least. So we're not even into two thousand two or the movie titles yet. Yeah. So there are at least 20 unique titles at this point, inc- excluding some art and paint-by-numbers games that came out on various home computer devices. Yeah. So we're already up to basically 20 games, right? Maybe even a little more if I miscounted. Mm-hmm. So moving into the era of film-based games. So this is kind of kicking it off, which we'll do a follow-up podcast to this later, talking about these movies, right, yeah. as well. We won't spend too much time on them here. So with the movie-based games starting in 2002... Uh, this is where you start to have extremely mainstream uh, studios taking on these games. Treyarch. This is produced under Activision, developed by Treyarch. Spider-Man and Spider-Man the movie titles for PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and and later for PC. So the Game Boy Advance got a separate title developed by Digital Eclipse Software. The three console releases featured the voice acting of Bruce Campbell as a narrator, <sighs> Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, and Willem Dafoe as Cold Green Cold. Goblin aviator yeah. guy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they took place in uh, sort of not an open world, but like level-based games. So there were a lot of indoor levels and and stealth levels. But Spider-Man had the most robust moveset he'd ever had in a video game up to this point. So So it was impressive for its day. I remember I at least had it on, I want to say PS2 is what I had it on. So I did have the other one, the other Spider-Man 1 game for for N64. And I had this one on PS1. Okay. So... Or PS2. So definitely popular games for their day. For people who don't know or maybe didn't see these Spider-Man films, so this was kicking off the 2002 Spider-Man series, which is starring Tobey Maguire. Yep. Followed um, basically its own storyline. I don't think it was really based on... Yeah, it was like an interlude. Yeah, kind of so story. it was the most basic parts of the Spider-Man story just kind of crammed into a movie. And it <gasps> oh. didn't follow really anything in particular. Secondly, I thought you were going to be like, this is the most basic bitch storyline. <laughs> He was a little like, bit of a bitch. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He was a little bit of a bitch. Yeah. So, but that's okay because he got powers and he overcame adversity. That. Yeah. <laughs> and and you got to relive it in the 2002 title by Treyarch and Activision. Yay! Yay. So, 2000, 2004 was the no, big time. One second. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking I might be wrong on that. Did Treyarch do Black Ops or was that? Yes. Yeah. They do Black Ops. Yep. New one's coming out. Yep. Black Ops Seven. Oh, I, I don't know. Four. I, I lost track. Four. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it takes place or where it takes place. Well, so it's it's going to be a first person shooter. Yeah, and there's going to be robust multiplayer modes in it. Yeah, yeah, and and the controls are probably really tight. Yep. Yeah, and shotguns are probably overpowered. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we're on the right track here. <laughs> yeah. We that was basically the sound like a recording of an Activision board meeting about the new Call of Duty game. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would honestly love to be a part of those board meetings. I just got to imagine a bunch of guys yeah. sitting around in suits doing cocaine. Yeah, yeah. And going like, and, we need more money! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's the next Call of Duty coming along? Battle Royale's not going to catch on. <laughs> we don't need that. 16 room multiplayer, that's all we need. <laughs> what the hell is Forknight? <laughs> It's fork knife. It's like a spork, but it's a fork with a yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, we're doing spork knife. <laughs> God damn it. But that's how it is. That's how it is. And, and they are absolutely hopped up on cocaine. Acti- oh, man. Acti- Activision will never be friends with us. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Probably not. Which is this. unfortunate, because I actually love their Battlezone series. Yeah, yeah. Activision produces a lot of great games. So, Activision, yeah. if you ever hear this and you're thinking about hooking us up with advanced titles, feel free to still do so. Yeah. I mean... For we'll sure. still make fun of you, but... No, 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 I will give credit where credit is due. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. But yes, I understand. Tongue-in-cheek, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> do they make Warcraft? No, they don't. That's uh, Blizzard. Oh, shit, yeah, they do technically, because it's Activision Blizzard now. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. They're involved in Warcraft. They're involved in a lot of stuff, Blizzard-wise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much... Uh, how many more military contracts does Activision have? 5,000 years? Something like that. Like, they do the military software thing? Oh, I see what you're saying. They produce the in-house stuff for the military. Yeah, uh, yeah. They still do. I don't know. I don't know how long oh, the contract goes yeah. for. Yeah. That ma- makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what brought us battles on. It's the only reason I know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, and interestingly, like, it's kind of a tangent here. Tangent, but that's one yeah, of the things that made the original I, I Call of Duty so good is because they had already been producing software like that for, the military, for a long time. Yeah. So, I think Modern Warfare, which is really where it blew up, was kind of a take on that. In it a was. Sense. Yeah. yeah. It was. And, and yeah. it did so well. And it's because of the realism people liked it well realism and uh they actually say what you will they had decent storylines yeah in their games people just kind of especially yeah the first few games were extremely good people talked about them remember the first black ops game woods yeah yeah, yeah where it's like there was a there was a sweet twist in that game yeah i remember at the very the, end all the numbers too as you're playing through it yeah it's just like this means something but i don't yeah. know what and I was like, oh, come I remember on. the end of that game, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was a good, good campaign. All good campaigns in those. Yeah. Uh, very enjoyable. All right, sorry for, sorry for that tangent, guys. I tend to do that to us. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they loved it because it was Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, Call so sweet. I was actually so, going to go somewhere with that, but I don't remember But anymore. it's a good thing we went on a tangent now because now we have to talk about the big one. So Spider-Man 2, kind of sort of based on the movie, but developed by Treyarch and Activision coming out in uh, 2004. So this was the this was the first massive open world Spider-Man game. Came out on everything right off the bat. So your GameCubes, your PS2s, your Xboxes. Uh, and at that point in time, there was a couple other open world titles. So we already had at this point, we would have had Grand Theft Auto 3. Yep. And possibly Red Dead Revolver at that point. No. That was probably a year later. Red Dead Revolver, which was the first iteration of the Red Dead Which series. was on PS2. Really? Yeah, I think that was actually yeah, I think that was already out at this point. But anyway, all we had was the Rockstar open world titles, and that was about what? it. Really? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of other open world stuff at that point. So this game, this Mafia. game, Mafia would have been one. Well, kind of well, open world. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not a persistent open, open, open world, world. Not uh, not a sandbox. It's not sandbox. Yeah. yeah. Where Spider Man was more like a sandbox. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So because you could sort of be in this world day or night, anytime, 
And uh, it was a massive New York City, actually. Massive Manhattan. The only reason why it did well, I honestly stand by this, is because it was the first game that actually legitimately made you feel like Spider-Man. Oh, totally. Because you could swing around. That's all people did. The, sense of, the sense of momentum was incredible yeah. for its day. Like I, I can only imagine what the new ones once, like. once you hit a certain velocity, the strain would kind of blur and come at you, and yeah. it was so cool. Like It was just there was nothing else like it at the time yeah. uh, that gave you that sense of scale. So I, I really want to. I really want to play the new one. It's actually really impressive that they were able to do that at that time on systems like the PS2, given yeah. a sense of scale. And it wasn't just like, oh, your draw distance isn't like 200 feet in front of your face. Like yeah, no, you could still see pretty far at all times. Um, that somebody wrote a whole thing about how that engine, like there was a tech, like it was like a marvel. Well, I think I think what they figured out is there is some underhanded stuff, but it was good stuff. Yeah, I think what they figured out is so you can have like uh, texturized layers over, uh, like say a player character or a building or a road, Mm -hmm. right? Or you could just have like flat colors that are just the color of the polygon, right? And so I think what they did in a lot of cases here is they they did a lot of flat colors in the near distance, and then basically there's there's sort of at different elevations in the game, those either got darker or lighter, yeah. right? But they basically created the illusion that there was already color populated on those items yes. without you looking directly at them. Yeah. So I think that's what they did, and it's a really cool thing that they do. They, there's some that really they cool did back gaming. then more so than now. Yeah, they did some really inventive shit. Yeah, back yeah. In the day. But it's amazing they figured that out. Yeah. So, and then I just listened to a podcast recently where they were talking about it, and you know, one of the first games they figured it out on uh, was actually Tobal Number One. They were talking about it. And it's because really? that game, that was a PS1 game that ran at 60 frames a second. What? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that sweet? I never yeah. played it, but I, it's uh, all the characters were by uh, Kira Toriyama of Dragon Ball fame. Really? Yeah, so now I want to go back and play it. It's worth a look. Yeah. It's worth a look. Yeah. Actually, you have a PS3 that plays PS2, PS1 games? Yeah. Right, maybe I'll grab a copy of that in Tobal 2. <laughs> Tobal 2 had over 200 playable characters. You know what we need to do, right, is we need to, what's it, the 17th Weed's Legal? Oh, buddy, that's right. We're in Canada, October seventeenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy. So party. Oh yeah, man. Big retro, time. retro game. I will just chill on my couch. With retro a bunch game of... party. We'll get some wings or something. Yeah, man. I don't know. It depends on. Sounds when like it... a date. <laughs> Sounds like a date. You're yeah. all invited. <laughs> Every everybody's invited. I can make it. So yeah, two thousand four, guys. Honestly, this game I have nothing but positive memories of. Uh, it was also ported to PSP in 2005, which was equally impressive that a game like that could be on PSP. And uh, it was actually a really good game on PSP. Very popular. PSP, man, that was such a revolution to me. When uh, PSP and, P- and Vita especially came out, because like they yeah. were like powerful yeah. handheld I can kick myself now, too. I, got, I used to have a Vita. I got it for free when I still worked at GameStop. Yeah. And, and I had Persona 4 Golden with it, thinking like, oh, well, eventually Persona 4 Golden will come out for various other things. Never came out again nope. on anything. It's nope. like my favorite RPG of all time. I've got a Vita somewhere. Yeah, and I, I can't even get a hold of that game now. Well, I mean, I could, but isn't for a it, lot of money. Isn't it on... Isn't it not on the PSP store? No, not Golden. What is the big difference with the Golden? If you get a Vita, you might be able to download it on there, I guess. But then i got to buy a Vita. I want it to come out on something else. That's a good question. I yeah. That. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if they're listening, you know, we really want that game. <laughs> On Atlas, please, on something other than there's the couple, PS Vita. There's a couple of games that need to be yeah. released. It's like, please release it on something other than like the lowest selling handheld console of all like all time since the Engage. I am happy though they did release um, Ring of Red on the PlayStation Store. Oh, did they? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, it's so good. Huh. Such a fun game. Yeah. 
There's a lot of games that would hold up well if they would just re-release them in a format you could purchase and download. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger just got released on stream. Steam. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah it did. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. yeah so, another... I think it's actually... In... Okay, do not quote me on this. Mm-hmm. It might be remastered. Yeah. I don't well, know I what it. I need is more ways to spend money on Chrono Trigger. Because yeah. I've only bought that game like five times in my life. It's on my phone. <laughs> is it really? And yeah. I bought it. I, I didn't get the one from the store yet. Yeah, but I probably will. Yeah. And maybe Spider-Man 2, if they ever release that. I lied. I did play Dead Cells and N++. Oh, Dead Cells. How was that? It was good, actually. Yeah, yeah it's procedurally generated flat uh, roguelike. Mm. Um, it's good. Dead was it a Metroidvania? Or? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's what's the what's the dead cell portion of it? What is that referring to? Oh, you're like a, a mess of cells. Okay. And you can come back to life. Oh. I think uh, similar to Prototype. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, the, like, you have... You can form different weapons well, and implements. No, that, okay. no, it's more so that you just kind of possess bodies. Okay, and then and then you die, and then you restart back at the beginning. But yeah, there's some carryover. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. That's still pretty cool. Okay, so two thousand two thousand four for Spider Man Two. That was the biggest release of its day, and also a landmark open world game. So 2007 brought Spider Man Three, the game for Xbox Three Sixty, PS Three, Wii, Nintendo DS, PSP, and PC. <laughs> So, in my opinion, this was a basically a totally oh. soulless remake of the 2004 game. Yeah, it was so successful, it was just glossed over a little bit. Uh, I was so excited for it, honestly. Like, I bought it on day one, and I was I remember, I remember so utterly one. disappointed. People, yeah. people were pissed. And then uh, it had weirdly smooth and shiny graphics and no sense of momentum when swinging. It all felt very slow, very anemic. Uh, the game paled to the 2004 Spider-Man virtually every way. Honestly, it was just a boring, boring game. I bought it yeah. day one, and I was so disappointed. So I would have been one of those fans of the day. Yep. So, and I was all over my uh, my MySpace, just ranting about it. I was like, oh, I'm so angry about this game. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what would have been popular back then. Probably. That was like the first too. year for Facebook, so. Oh, then it would have been Facebook. Yeah. Facebook came in with like a swinging hammer. Yeah, I think I've been on there since like 2007. I haven't used it at all. No? Like, oh, no, I've used it, but like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like that, huh? No. I was considering Instagram for a bit because I was like, oh, pictures are cool. And I was like, eh. No, at this point, man, it's it's Facebook and Twitter. Like, just do nah. those. At least just to share stuff, like, honestly. And, and that's, I, can't, I wouldn't recommend anything else. I can't be bothered, to be honest. I'd rather pick up the phone and just call somebody and be like, hey, what's up? Oh, well, welcome to my life and promoting Running Geek Official Podcast. Yeah. It's like every day, man. I have yeah. to put something, right? Oh, no, of course. Um, no, I know. I'm, I'm terrible. I should actually help out with more of that. Well, I'll figure it out later. Like, just choose one thing, if anything. But mobile <laughs> games during this time, so, uh, so from 2002 to 2005, there were actually four titles released for smartphone, we should probably mention, including a pinball game. Some were later ported to handheld mainstream Why? consoles like the DS and Game Boy Advance, and the Nokia N-Gage. Goddamn. So for people who don't know, at one time, Nokia was the largest phone producer in the entire world, before BlackBerry came along. And because yeah. they were so popular and they could do no wrong, and this was just, where, were they based out of Finland? There was a little town called Nokia, Finland. I think and, so, And that's yeah. where it was based. And so basically what happens is they decide to create a, a game system, and it had like a really complicated way of putting in or removing the game carts, first off, which is very weird. And it was also 3G enabled. Or I guess at that time it would have been 2G enabled. Yeah. Yep. And then basically what you were able to do is every game was supposed to have some sort of geolocation thing built into it yeah yeah and and the games were so bad for it and the system was so inaccessible Uh, i think it was six hundred dollars when it came out at us it just it just didn't move it just didn't move so but it was also doubled as a as a smartphone and now we have pokemon go and now we have pokemon go so they completely missed out on the pokemon go craze of 2016 see if they had made it pokemon go (laughs) 
if they had made it Pokemon Go, that's what they missed out on. That was the one step they missed. They they could have made a killing. Well, at this at this point, so around that time, you would have had like Pokemon Ruby Sapphire. So yeah, or no, even later than that, Pokemon X Y. Mm, no Ruby Sapphire. Yeah, I think it's Ruby Sapphire at okay. the time. Or Black and White. Could be. Yeah. So anyway, so there were Pokemon around then. They should have. They should have jumped on the Pokemon Go bandwagon before it Which, was a thing. By the way, why haven't we seen the Pokemon games falling on the Switch yet? Come on, Nintendo, get your head out of your ass. Oh man, we gotta do a Pokemon episode. Oh shit, you know what's coming out? Smash. Smash. But that's in December now. December 15th, 12th. December 15th. Why do you have to give me this bad news, man? Well, I just, you know, maybe I they, thought, maybe they had to push it so they could add Waluigi, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the expectation here. I would only, the only reason why I find that acceptable is because I know that you really want Waluigi. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm on the Waluigi bandwagon at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Mario Tennis. He's been in Mario Kart. Why not? Why not in this? Yeah, he all technically I'm is. But... That's all I'm saying. He's already like an assist trophy, so just make him a yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Take back. He'll come out. Take back. He'll come out. King DDD, yeah, and give me Waluigi. Why? Who who was asking for King DDD? Literally no one. Literally no one. I think everyone was like, okay, yeah. It's like, all right, another character. All right. King DDD, meh, duck looking asshole. Anyway, keep him, <laughs> Nintendo. Give me Waluigi. They did give you Daisy though. They did. Oh boy, yeah, Echo character Daisy. Uh, so Ultimate Spider-Man came out in 2005. So this was a cell shaded version it briefly got away from the film versions that came out for gamecube xbox ps2 ds smartphone and Game Boy advance this was actually made by treyarch and binox so binox was a studio who do future iterations of spider-man as well so this was no doubt just an effort by activision to kind of continue to cash in yeah. in between movie games yeah so that came out before spider-man 3 even and i thought this came out on 360 ps3 because i could swear i played it on 360 but crazy enough i must have played it on ps2 oh or gamecube oh so Came out a little earlier than I remember. In 2007, we also had Spider-Man Friend or Foe. So this came out later in the year after Spider-Man 3. And this was like a brawler. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty decent. Because okay. the Marvel Alliance games were starting to come out around then. Yeah. Yep. So in this case, uh, it was just set up like those only with Spider-Man characters. You Yay. do Doc Ock, Venom, whatever. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool game. Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows. So this was the first one outside the movie titles. So this is basically after 2007, the movies were on hiatus. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of back and forth between director Sam Raimi and the studios talking about what they're going to do with the franchise next. He wanted a whole separate trilogy yes. after the original three. But he but wanted to guarantee his control. You got because it. Because that's what they had the whole argument with Venom. Yeah. Right? Because they shoehorned Venom on him and he was like, not a fan. And so when we get to the movie portion uh, yeah. in, in the in the near future of this topic, I'll, I'll kind of talk about what happens over time with the Spider-Man trilogy that Sam Raimi did and, yes. and the change up in writing and the change up in production that really led to it's basically a slip in quality, but basically maintain the same amount of money per film. Yeah. So. I mean, ultimately, though, yeah, that was that was too bad because I think that that series could have still been going strong today yeah if they and, and i really well. liked Tobey Maguire's spider-man so yeah, that was pretty good yeah, and we'll get more into it when we do that topic but well, think, i like think, the new guy though yeah one thing to consider between now and then spider-man the original spider-man 2002 sam raimi film Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire. it was written uh in a and it had a narrative voice voiced by Tobey Maguire. yes the story was told from his perspective yes so and then we'll talk about what happens after the story is no longer told from his perspective yeah yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that so once once the perspective is like Bob Iger's perspective. <1 laughs> or no, no. Back then it was Sony. So it would have yeah. been like Kaz Hirai. <laughs> or oh, somebody man. like that. 
So, no, tell the story from, from this perspective, right? So we'll talk more about that. It wasn't Disney at that point, though, so I misquoted <laughs> that. I misquoted that. That's fine. So in 2008, Spider-Man Web of Shadows came out, set in a dystopian version of New York City. Basically, this was Spider-Man 3 with a dystopian New York City. Yep. Still not very good. 2010, Spider-Man <laughs> Shattered Dimensions. This was Beanox and Activision. Uh, so you played through four different Spider-Man storylines. Uh, one of them was even voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Pretty crazy. It was uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir, and Spider-Man 2099. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. this now. And then this was a springboard for the next one, Spider-Man Edge of Time, that was just... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099. So this was Amazing Spider-Man going to Spider-Man 2099 universe, and then you could play as either or. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So both good games, I would say. Uh, I did play Edge of Time. I did quite like it. I did not play the other one, but the Spider-Man noir scene was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of sepia-colored. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Looked, looked really cool, but I never got to play that one. The 2012 game was another movie-based title. So this is getting back into the movie era. So this is the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. So Amazing Spider-Man based on the film of the same name for 360 PS3. And I wrote 360, but I meant Wii yeah. <laughs> at that point. Or Wii U, maybe. 360 again and again. Yeah, yeah. So many 360s. So Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, was released on everything. PS3, 4, Xbox 360, 1, Wii U, 3DS, Android, iOS, PC, it was everything, man. So, and this was the second Andrew Garfield one featuring Electro. Yep. And then Dude, those two are more or less garbage, though, weren't they? Uh, they I only I only world. tried the second one, but they're both not. Yeah, they had like an open world, and I think it was the only gimmick they had going for. Yeah. 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 At this point, it was like, super repetitive. Yeah. It's tough because, like, what happens is open world. You're right. It became a gimmick. So at first, yeah. it was it felt so like immersive that it was kind of its own character almost. But yeah. and then and then it made sense when events were popping up organically and you were engaging in, in things along the way yeah. a la grand theft auto or something right i mean like but. open world can clearly be done well mm -hmm. but so few people can do it well yeah um grand theft auto has has been a charm as far as making open world work right especially the last one yeah uh grand theft auto what's that five five and they keep yeah. adding more to it all Did the you? time yeah man. yeah no and it it was from a storyteller's perspective too you had three characters you mm -hmm. shifted between constantly and it was like it was impressive and each story was well i wouldn't say compelling i guess the the one guy who was in travis was travis was kind of goofy he yeah. was the yeah yeah but was but that I mean, his name yeah okay oh no you're thinking about trevor trevor yeah yeah trevor yeah i love trevor yeah my favorite character but yeah. goofy story goofy yeah, yeah. canadian too oh the actor no, the character. Oh, he's supposed to be Canadian. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Sort he, of a take on trailer. Whenever, park whenever he gets like completely trash, he always talks about being like something from like somebody up north, like a Canadian coming no? down. No, I don't have any recollection of this yeah. at all. Yeah. At all. He's oh, doesn't the priest? Oh, doesn't his pre story take place in? No. 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 I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. But no. Okay. No, it doesn't. Okay. So we'll move on from that because I clearly don't remember. Well, they came out in what 2013. It's a good game. You should play it. Well, yeah, it's it been like up. five years since it came out. Yeah, yeah. it's still good. So, um, actually, I might do that. I will commit to replaying it. Oh, I'll, I'll commit to replaying yeah. it. Okay. So, 2018 then was the next Spider-Man <laughs> title that came out, and it is the current Spider-Man title. So, we actually went since 2014. Crazy enough. 2018. Because Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, which was the Marvel yeah. version of Spider-Man, came out in 2017, and then this Spider-Man has been in development for a long time. So, this is by. Uh, the same team that did, um, sorry, Infamous. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. That explains so much now. Yeah. So this maybe was always their dream game, right? 
I think it was. Yeah. To be honest, I think yeah. it was. Insomniac Studios. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That just makes me want to get more. Yeah. So, no, the game looks super extremely good. All the good. reviews fact, have been fantastic. Yeah, we just pulled up Metacritic, and we're not, we're not focused on this game for this particular podcast, so we'll just mention it here. But on Metacritic right now, it's actually running 87 based on 97 critics' reviews, which is pretty phenomenal for Metacritic. It's not a lot of critics, though. Pretty phenomenal. But it did just come out, right? Yeah. It, like, literally just came out. So what I'm hearing about it that's really cool is just the sheer amount of uh, sort of fan service. So a lot of different costumes. And the cool thing is, is the costumes have different functions as well. Nice. That's cool. So yeah. you said fan service and I immediately went to like anime. Not anime. No, 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 oh no. Not God. anime fan service. That was totally different fan service. That was fantastic. Yeah. There's a, there's not a harem, like, there's not a harem a episode of Spider-Man. I was like, hold on <laughs> a second. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, we have to do that someday, too. We have to talk about anime fan service. Oh, for sure. It'll be so much fun. Oh, It'll yeah. be the most adult episode we've ever done. Probably. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if there's a way to get two E's for explicit next to our just, podcast title. Anything that Studio Trigger does will be fine. <laughs> okay, good. That's what yeah. we'll do then. Except we'll for maybe... They do LWAO, right? Does it have... Does it have fan service episodes with harems? So that's anime for you. Anyways, that's Spider-Man. So in the end, what we are left with is... Let's see... So, well, I counted 37 or more Spider-Man titles that have come out over the years, depending on which titles you count, right, that are that are Spider-Man title. So, including games that Spider-Man has also just been featured in, you're looking at around 54 or 55 titles in total. So, and then Spidey, like I said earlier, may be the most used game character aside from Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog. So, if you're listening to this and you think of someone who's been used more than Spider-Man, but less than Sonic the Hedgehog, or more than Sonic the Hedgehog, please write us and let us know, uh, or tweet at us, at Ronin Geekery. So, and then uh, we can yeah. find out. You know, the, it, it would be interesting to see who... Pac-Man? No, not even close. No. Pac-Man's been in a lot of, like, rehashes and sort of upgraded versions of Pac-Man. Not Mega Man. Um, Mega Man's been in a lot, yeah. A lot of uh, Marvel vs. Capcoms has come up. Who else? I'm trying to think of, like... But there's also, like, a Mega Man X and the original Mega Man run, yeah. which is up to 11 games now on its own. Who else has Lara Croft? No. There's a lot of Tomb Raiders. Maybe just 15 yeah, or 16. No. Yeah, it can't be high enough. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of who could possibly have more crossovers. I think Mega Man was probably a good guess. We should look that up. I don't think it's Yeah, maybe close. I'll mention it next I don't think, time. I don't think it's even close. So, but, um, yeah. yeah. A lot out there, man. A lot out there. So, yeah, if you know if you know somebody else, make sure to write us at Ronan Geekery on Twitter. Just tweet at us. So Rob will get on there, and he'll be all over it, too. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, man. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to love Twitter. You're just going to love it. Love it. Love it. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun on Twitter. Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and then speaking of, that's really it for the Spider-Man game topic here. And uh, we are just clocking in over an hour here. So uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good job. Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. We've made it through this ridiculously... Much longer than expected topic. So originally this episode was supposed to be this and the movie topic. Yeah, there's and no then, way. Oh my there's god. No way. Yeah. So in the near future, we're going to cover the movie topic as well, uh, which you already have the notes for. So that's yeah. pretty cool. We're so. going to hit that right before Venom releases. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I yeah. agree with that. Cool. So then you can get a hold of us at Ronan Geekery on Twitter, as we've mentioned a couple times already. We're on Facebook at Ronan Geek News, or I guess Facebook slash Ronan Geek News. Yep. It's not an at. Don't do at or you won't find us. So you can also look us up. Uh, you can look up the podcast on virtually anything that a podcast is on at this point. So just look us up. You'll find us. Google us. We, we established last episode people still Google. 
Yeah. So we're easy to find. And then uh, you can also email us, which I don't know why you would because Twitter exists, but ronangeek.com at gmail.com. And also check out ronangeek.com because I have been posting a lot up on there and sharing a lot of that on Facebook as well. So ronangeek.com is a happening place with readable content. And there's no ads. Oh, I don't even make money on it. <laughs> it's costing me money. Oh, man. <laughs> so you can go on there and read articles without having ads crammed in your face, which is a pretty fun thing to do, actually. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's the way print like print content used to be. Hmm. You didn't have to click away from anything just to see the content you want to see. So get in there before we shill out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we are so going to shill out soon. So, yeah, it's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So we are the premier Canadian geek podcast at this point, I would say. Ad-free yeah. geek podcast. Yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Even so, though we, we totally plug everything, whatever we think we of it. We like. plug everything. And yeah. nobody pays us or sends us free games. Yeah, so I don't no, know what's happening here. We are, we are not doing this right. Yeah, we'll even take free movie tickets at this point. So whatever you got, throw We'll, we'll take anything. Yeah, we're we'll desperate. we'll take anything. Literally, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll call it desperation. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ronin Geek and Fish Podcast. This was episode 17, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, Goodbye. see you guys next week.